Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Hope you tune into my show, Untold with Maria Menounos, this Thursday night at 8 on E. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! That was a while ago. Yeah, that was before you got invited. I didn't get no invite. We're live. We oh can my do God. the show now. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Ultimate Fighter on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Daria Baronado and I'm here with my boys tonight, Mr. George Hermosa and Mr. Jay Tan. Hi guys. I'm the second guy. Hey. And I have you a name. She said your name. I said your name. Dumb. No, I know, I'm, but I'm talking to the, the YouTube guy. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. <laughs> now I do too. Yeah, I got um, it now. Okay, so guys, tonight we're going to recap The Ultimate Fighter Episode 9. Let me just say, in the beginning when we were talking about not there not being enough drama on this show, yeah, I I take that back. I regret saying it because there is oh, an overload man. of drama now. They're kind of uh, fitting it now into like two episodes, yes, last week and this week with who Team Pettis. Who oh, knew? I mean, this I whole stop. time I'm thinking to myself, where is this Felice Herring that everybody's always been talking about that being a itch and being uh, you know, feisty grumpy. one right? yeah i'm like where is that girl she's like on her best behavior right all that went out the window this episode <laughs> <laughs> well i never heard that felice herrig was a bitch or anything like that but i well, was not on the show but like her reputation like, her reputation was that, was that she was like she's feisty boisterous. Yeah, yeah. and crazy and yeah. kind of like scandalous and stuff like that but she honestly came across as a bitch on this episode and yeah. I, uh, you know check my wording i say came across as a bitch on this episode <laughs> she said Herrig, i'm not saying you're a bitch in real life i know how uh, reality TV can distort things sometimes. So uh, when I talk but about it... But that said... But that being said... Y'all were acting like some bitches. <laughs> I mean, I, I was sitting next to Jay while watching this because George was in a different show. And um, I was cringing at the, the just the bullying mentality that I felt was going on. Yeah, let me just go on record. Um, anybody out there that's fans of After... I mean, if you're watching us, then you're clearly fans, I think, of After Buzz in general. If you are so lucky... To ever get a shot to host on a show here at the studio, try to get on with this lady here. Watch a reality show with her. I was, <laughs> my arm's kind of bruised from all the punching to the side, and, and I wasn't even on the show, okay? And, and, and constant grabbing and this and that, and you know. You were talking as much in the show as, as they were. You were screaming at the TV. <laughs> you might as well have been one of the cast members. I might as well have been. It. I was getting... I was Apparently, getting... thank God I missed it. <laughs> yeah, right. Because hey. my, my arms are feeling good. <laughs> I would have made sure I hit both of you equally. <laughs> no, but I was just getting, I was getting upset. I was getting, you know what? I was reacting as the the producers and mm-hmm. people behind the show, uh, you know, wanted me to act. Yep. I was really getting into it, and I'm guilty of that. I'm going to say. Reality TV pulled me in. The show is getting chunky now. And chunky. this is, yeah, chunky. I'm just coining this You're now. You're fat, for the ultimate fighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's juicy and full yes. of that good stuff. It's chunky. It's meaty. Now we got some stuff we can talk about. Damn, you know, I really want a burger now. Well, we've only got, you know, what, 
47 minutes left, so you just hold your horses well, you, there. you discriminate a burger. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean. And by the way, there was beef in that burger of 60 minutes of Ultimate Fighter. See how I bring it back to bacon? Bring it back to bacon. Boom, and, check me out. Oh, another oh, unintended pun, beef, bacon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, George, what did you think of all the beef? Oh, man, I, w- I was just as upset as you. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, you girls are making the scrapettes look like angels right now. <laughs> right, right. Now, I didn't get to watch it with you, so I'm so curious as to what you think. Like, were you, you know, Team Harrigan and Carla? Like, oh my god, Rhonda, in, you're, Randa, in, you're being so annoying. Initially, I was. I mean, when I say initially, I mean before this episode. Thank God. I okay. mean, Fel- Felice, I mean, she's, she's a, in my eyes, I think she's a good looking chick, you know, kind of want her to go ahead. And plus, she kind of has, does have that brash personality. I'm like, I wonder what she can do. You know, I need to see more of her as far as her personality and whatnot. So I'm like, yeah, I, I was rooting for her to win. That all changed within like 15 minutes of the episode. <laughs> yeah. um, it was just so like, oh my god, like really, like you, you girls can't be that bad. I mean, they're 29 and, and 28 years old. I mean, I think Randa's 28 and, yeah. and Felice Herrig is 29 years old. Is this the normal? This set- I mean, I'm not there yet, but is that the normal behavior? Uh, this sets women's MMA back. By 50 years. Oh, the sport's only been around that. the U.S. for 20. Uh, 21, and right? I mean, and, and it's funny because, <laughs> like, we look at Carla Sparza so highly as well. I'm like, man, she wasn't doing herself any favors either. No, yeah. she wasn't. I mean, I get having feuds with, you know, living in a house of females. I get it. It's hard. I, I would never want to do it. You know, especially sharing bunk beds, sharing rooms, sharing toilets. I would do it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I, hell yeah, I, w- I would want to do it. I take that back. But it would be hard is what I'm saying. There, yeah. there would be roughs, you know, there would be waves. But to gang up on a girl, I mean... When you're at the the weigh-in, the face-off, and you have... Okay, the popping the bubble to fill you guys in if you didn't see it. Felice Harry blew a bubble at the face-off in at random... weigh-ins. Yeah, well, yeah, when they were facing off, though. Mm-hmm, yeah. In random Marcos's face. Like, the bubble was almost touching her nose. Yeah, centimeter to centimeter. Random Marcos popped the bubble without hitting her in the face, thank God. And Good targeting there, Randa. Very good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> they mentioned that on Tough Talk. Uh, very good targeting. And then... Carla and a few other girls in the stands, I think maybe Jessica Penny, were laughing. Like, they thought it was hilarious. And then she brought up something from a discussion earlier in the van where Rand Marcos uh, was in a feud with Carla. Rand and Carla were arguing. Well, the whole thing was, like, obviously Pettis won out completely outclassed and outfought Belinda. So they were 7-1. to So obviously, with that said, teammates versus teammates. So it's kind of like – and now I'm asking you as a a female, not just a female, but a professional fighter – would you want to train against somebody or with somebody who you're fighting? I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And that there was Randa Marcos's mentality. I don't it's give like, a listen, shit. I'm here to fight for myself. So if they want to watch me train, I don't care. Listen, when you're at this point, I mean, these girls have most of these girls. I shouldn't say all of them have fought in Invicta, have fought in you know all these other organizations. There's footage of them on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, they've probably cross trained with each other in the past years. At least some of them. Mm-hmm. They're not new to training next to one another. It's not like oh my god, Darry has good leg kicks. I didn't know till now. You knew. You guys <laughs> I mean, have been training together, and yeah, I could see the only thing I could see is injuries. Mm-hmm. Like say, for example, uh, you know, Random Marcos had. You know, a hurt leg, mm-hmm. and and somehow through training together, 
uh, Felice Harris fi- figured that out, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then she went for her leg the whole time, you know, leg right. kicks or something. That could, yeah, that could be a little disadvantage. But but you, even then, by the way, you're living in the same house. Of course, you know each other's injuries. You're seeing each other as you're resting, I mean, yeah. I, icing up or in in the hot bath, whatever. I mean, I get where Carla's from coming from. I'm not saying that she's wrong about it, and and by no means. But I am. I'll but, go on record. No, 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 I'm saying like I said. I, I, I'm not saying that she's wrong. Like she's she has, she has a point. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with it or I disagree with it, that's another story. I'm mm-hmm. just saying she has a point. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to see somebody maybe check out your strategy. Whatever, I get it. I get it. But just the whole behavior. I mean, that's completely different than actual than actual competitive training. It got into cattiness. You know, that right. I, I don't think that I mean, we'd, we've come to expect well, from the other this side. this is what bothered me. In, in the past Ultimate Fighter seasons, I'm totally okay with, oh, I hate you, I hate you, you're stupid, you're this, you're that. But what I have a real issue with, and it really gets to me deep down inside, is when you're fighting with her, and then three other of the peanut gallery are chiming mm-hmm. in, sticking up for one person. Yeah. It's okay if there's two peanut galleries, and, and you know, team versus team, and you guys are fighting. That's cool. That's normal with girls. But when it's one girl, and the three of you are sitting there laughing, making jokes, mean jokes, snarky jokes, yeah. to the point yeah. where where they were like, they made a patty cake about... Uh, the line know, was, don't talk to me. Don't talk... I okay, think that was so the name of the episode, even. Let me just fill that in. When they were in the van, meaning Randa, uh, Felice Herrig, and, and Carla Esparza... On the way to training. On the way to training, they... Randa Marcus wasn't supposed to be at because they separated their training schedules, which was dumb in my opinion. Because the, because Randa and Felice were fighting each other, and it was getting to the point. Now, as we talked about earlier, right. seven Team Pettis fighters in the semifinals and only one Team Melendez. So now right. we have this influx of Pettis versus Pettis matches. So the Team Pettis essentially split crews and are training at different they times. They took a vote at this meeting. Uh, I think Tisha Torres and a couple other girls said – no, I want to keep the training all together. So we mm. get two-a-days. You know, when you're getting ready for a fight, you want yeah. two-a-days. You want maybe some cardio uh, in the morning and then some grappling or vice versa, some stand-up and then some grappling and some cardio, whatever. You want two-a-days. So I think the smartest vote was, yeah, keep it how it is. But regardless, Team Pettis kind of won, mm. and they split up the practices. Rana Marcos boycotted that and vetoed yeah. that and said, no, I'm going to go train. Even if I'm not training with you, I'm going to go outside and do some sprints, do some, you know, yeah. S&C, whatever it be. And S and C, drop that lingo. Come on. Sorry, strength and conditioning. There you go. And uh, I just see it so much used. Um, anyway, so she jumps I'm in the van. Like S and C, E S S E N C. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I'm trying to go sorry, into my sorry, my, sorry. my my mental dictionary. I'm like, oh my god, look this it up. is why you Scroll. tune in to learn from C E S S. I don't know if that's something to learn from. Sorry, guys. Something to refrain from. But anyway, so she's in the van and they're they're starting crap with her. Like, why are you coming to our practice? What, whatever. And she said. Shut up, don't talk to me. Yeah, just just worry about yourself. Don't talk to me. Which is valid. Like, if I were her, I, I'm the I'm not really confrontational either. I don't want the drama either. Just shut up, don't talk to me. I'm in the van, I'm going to yeah, practice. Yeah, but that was breaking the protocol that they had previously uh, in the, the so-called team meeting but it, but decided it's funny on. Because so I, I get that, and it, I don't think it was necessarily yeah, the sharpest but, comeback. And, and but, it's funny because based, right. based on his opinion or based on what he uh, appeared – it looked like Anthony Pettis didn't even agree with that. He was the one saying, "Well, it's their fight. They're not. They're not teammates. They're yeah. against well, each other. His so last, it shouldn't matter. His, they're all Team Pettis to begin with." His last words were, "You girls take care of the schedule," is what he said. Yeah. So he approved them changing it. So mm-hmm. as far as everyone knew, yes, it was changed. Yes, the teams were separate. Now, if I were Random Marcos, I would have just said back to them, "I'm going to the gym." 
but I'm not training with you guys. That would have probably stopped some of the drama. Possibly, yeah, possibly. If she just clarified why she was in the van. Things mm-hmm. probably could have been handled better on both sides. But I don't think she has to really, you know, justify she doesn't have herself. To explain herself. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those well, things where, I, again, I get it. You want to say certain things to get your point across. That's fine. But all that other cattiness, was that really necessary? No, it's not. And that's what makes them a biatch. No, it's not. And yet, yes, it is. Because this TV show, one, <laughs> hasn't had the drama that we wanted right. on it yet. Two, it's a reality show, so therefore, it's to deliver the drama. Yeah. yeah. And my own opinion, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of that was actually uh, set up mm-hmm. um, by the producers or, um, or or even, frankly, agreed upon between uh, between all the cast members saying, we, we got to do something fun for yeah. for this episode, you know? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm gullible. I'm, I'm thinking this is real drama here. It was good. You know, if it, nothing else, it was captivating dramatic TV that a reality show, I think that we've been waiting on. And right. We've got a, a good, decent dose from the whole Heather versus Magania mm-hmm. I just you know, don't drama like, thing. I don't like the reoccurring theme of like... Of bullying. The cool girls. Yeah. And then they pick yeah, a new victim every week. It like, did kind of feel like, oh, this is, this is the cool crowd now. The experience. Yeah. You got the Invicta champion, her her crew. Yeah. And you had the one girl, you know. She never really had a crew to begin with. She just kind of was there. And now it's like, well, it's I, her turn now to, to get picked up. I see Brandon Marcos. And I, I look at all the girls. And um, one thing I take from this show is you really get – just a little piece inside of how they prepare for fights, how they think emotionally before fights. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. especially me as a, as a female fighter, to see, you know, some of the girls seem to get nervous before their fights and they turn into head cases in turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put this out there, and I think it was pretty prevalent on the show through all the episodes. Felice Herrig's kind of a head case before her fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, you uh, whether it's nerves or anxiety or being away from her Coaching she trainers. To her, uh, herself. Yeah, she, she, she wears her heart show. on her sleeve quite a bit. She does, and yeah. that could have been why she got so mean and emotional in this last episode. Which is mm-hmm. fine. Which is fine. I get it. But once again, all the other once girls the other teaming girls up. Kind of, yeah, especially I, I don't Carla. Like that. And then Jessica Penny Carla. Uh, chimed in too. I don't know if she's just hopping on that bandwagon, that SoCal bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And Carla Sparza and her, uh, you know. Well, it's funny because I was that guy looking way too much into maybe a certain situation, or maybe I wasn't. But during the weigh-ins, you know, when everybody, you know, when Randa came up, the only person that wasn't clapping, Carla Esparza. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> like you're the only one not clapping. Maybe there's something wrong with you, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, God, it annoys me. It, the thing that, that also uh, is, is resonant with me that I kind of wonder about, this is season 20 of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like they haven't seen – Many of the past seasons, we've had this scenario before, and I think that they all they've had their matches. They know that this is a team sport up to a certain point, and we've hashed this topic to death in the past. Right, but yet it still comes up on the show, on the reality show, and you know, at, at certain point, they they go into this whole thing knowing what can happen in right. terms of ending up fighting your your teammates. Right. So that's why I think that there's a certain bit of work and fabrication going on in here, you know, to to amplify and ante up uh, some reason for you to really tune in because otherwise you're just cutting to the last 15 minutes and seeing the match and, and finding out who goes forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also it is kind of interesting in, in a bad way, unfortunately, that this dynamic, as you mentioned, is so much the cool kids versus 
the you know the, the rejects or whatever you want to call whatever, it. Yeah, the yeah. outsiders. Um, I mean, that's a stereotype of how women work, but. <laughs> People in general. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? That right. does kind of happen. In in the past, we've seen – I know that there's been you know, bullying or, or gang-up scenarios. A lot of times in, in previous uh, seasons of Tough is what mm. I'm saying. Um, a lot of times that will start with one guy that's drinking too much and it's acting crazy and a couple of guys have his back and try to try to be in his corner. But then everybody else just doesn't want to put up with his shit in the house and, you know – Things uh, things escalate. You know, right. I'm trying to think who's the guy. Uh, um, what's that famous lip? Let me bang, bro. Let me bang, bro. <laughs> A couple uh, five seasons ago, I'm guessing uh, the name escapes me. Um, if I, you know it, comment it on the <laughs> YouTube link, or just call us at four two four. Something, something, something. Something, 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 something. I'm looking for the for the phone number here listed. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to scroll in front of our screen. Four two four two five six one six three. Maybe your coach knows. You heard I know, it. I know he's yeah, watching. Yeah, Coach James, you're watching. Maybe you know. What was the question again? Who was the one that said, <laughs> "Let me bang, bro"? Oh, yeah. Name, name the fighter. Name the season. He once, watch if if it that. only comes up on uh, somebody on YouTube, once again, you a T-shirt off of there. Don't another T-shirt. No, you know what? I'm gonna up the antes. <laughs> it won't be an AfterBuzz T-shirt necessarily, but it could be. A University of MMA t-shirt with some University of MMA stickers. Just be on the show and you'll get a free MMA one. hitting the sticker game, son. Boom. Sticker game, <laughs> son. I have them all over my laptop, son, because <laughs> yeah. of this guy. All right. Um, so where do you see the drama going from here? Do you think – I mean, come on. Re- well, well the drama the went to a match. Let's get, yeah, let's get we to the results. Co- yeah. we, we should get to that part, Before yeah. Before we start talking about next week. So, like, and, and going into the fight, though, who did you think was going to win the fight? Did you think that... Random be, Marcos! No, but did you think, did you think it was going to go three rounds? Did you think it was going to end quick? Was, was it no, be I thought it was going to be submission, finish, random Marcos. In the first did round? Did you really? Maybe not first round, but like second round. Okay. Yeah, I thought... Rand, I mean, random Marcos is known for her wrestling and her jiu-jitsu, her submission game. Uh, Felice Herrig had never been submitted prior to this fight, so I knew it was, you know, going to be difficult. But Randa Marcos, dude, she, I mean, she's the, the little engine that could. She's the little train that kept going. Yeah. She showed us, you know, in the first half, she beat the, the number three seed, Tisha Torres. I knew she had it in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said to Jay when we were watching it earlier, she is one of the mentally toughest girls in this house. And mm-hmm. that is going to take her so far, far in yeah. this sport. What about you? I expected uh, two rounds decision, Randa winning. Okay. What about you? I thought Felice was going to win. Why? Because I didn't know Ronda Marcos that well. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. Um, okay. And you also like the panty thing, yeah. right? Oh, I, th- I thought I would have kept going. <laughs> oh, you had but, more, go ahead. I'm sorry? You had more reasons why you thought? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying just kind of going into it, it just looked like Felice was more of the personality. I thought they were going to maybe push – maybe because they were pushing that a little bit more. Okay. Kind of foreshadowing – future episodes on, on things like that. You know, you don't really see random Marcos that much throughout the season since the first episode. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's me looking at way too much into the situation, especially because obviously all the episodes are already taped. So it's just kind of like, oh, well, they're showing a little bit more Felice maybe because, she you know, it's like when you watch on. the American Idol uh, auditions. It's like, you know, obviously, the people that are spotlighted more are probably going to move on. You right. Know? That's a good point. So that, that's kind of how that mentality mm-hmm. is. So it's like, oh, I thought Felice was going to win. Just... Mostly because of that, but a little bit because, yeah, I just thought she was maybe a better striker and whatnot. You know? Right. 
more well, emotional maybe but maybe that was maybe that hurt her maybe the fact that she was emotional probably I, hurt her I, game. Th- I absolutely else. think it did uh, I think Felice Herrig is a really tough girl I think she's really strong mm-hmm. and I think she's a good stand up I think mm-hmm. she's a good fighter all around and she's very experienced her record uh, 9 and 5 so she's definitely mm-hmm. 9 and 4 9 and, 9 and 5 something like that uh, she's been around for a while and she's a tough girl but there's just that something in random Marcos's eyes that just uh, it connects with me and I just feel like she's strong She's yeah, strong and very focused. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't I don't think she suffers fools at all. No, I, I she don't think. really <laughs> she was giving it to Carla in the show, and then afterwards, tough talk. She was right. giving her no. Uh, <laughs> she she was the aggressor verbally, definitely giving her no room whatsoever. Karen Bryan had to cut in there and say, "Okay, hold, hold on, Randall, let's get uh, Carla's opinion." But to dive into the match, Felice Herrig uh, versus Randall Marcos. Randall Marcos won. First round, early in the first round, mm-hmm. via armbar. Now, if you guys didn't see it, try and go check out the episode, whether it's on your DVR or check it out when it comes on Fight Pass. But Rana Marcos um, attempted to toss Felice Harrig over her back is what it looked like to me, or like a hip toss. Yeah. And she kind of failed, and Felice got her back on the way down. But mm-hmm. she landed in an awesome like head and arm choke position. Right. She so- was able to kind of tip her body to get... Felice off of her. Right, right. right. Felice didn't, could, couldn't completely get her back because her head and her arm was trapped underneath mm-hmm. the random Marcos. Yeah. So I thought she was going for the head and arm, obviously. Right. All of a sudden, Felice tapped. I was like, oh, she must have got the head and arm. I didn't see on the other side of the screen, she was arm barring Felice with her legs. She had wrapped her legs around Felice's uh, right arm right. And, and stretched it out. It looked like it was in a pretty bad position, mm-hmm. and Felice tapped from that. Um, this, it started out quite uh, quite competitively, though. I think in yeah. the beginning, what I, I think it probably went, I, I don't have the time here. It was probably like two or three two, minutes. Two minutes, yeah. I think. yeah. Um, but they started out clinching. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. They, they came out. They both really started swinging right away. Randa uh, landed a one-two perfectly on Felice's face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they got into a clinch pretty uh, pretty fast. But Felice was dropping a couple of uh, good elbows. She was swinging from, from the side. A uh, lot of scrambling. It looked like they were they were going for position um, against the cage. Mm-hmm. Ended up scrambling, kind of in wizard position, wrestling wizard position. Yeah, they were just side by side up against the cage for a long time. Uh, you know, working for that under position. Randa Marcos was doing a good job of keeping her head underneath the, the chin of Felice mm-hmm. Herrig to control her against the cage. But it was going back and forth, uh, yeah, it, switching control off the cage. Yeah, both um, sides looked good at least up until that point when it. Finally, did go to the ground in that definitely. Brandon Marcos uh, went for a couple, not full like uh, she didn't shoot him for a takedown, but takedowns off the cage that mm-hmm. she um, wasn't successful with. Uh, right. Felice Herring did a good job of keeping her balance and staying up there. Uh, the one time they went to the ground before the the time of the finish, uh, Felice Herring actually got dominant position from the takedown. Mm-hmm. She uh, landed on top, and then it immediately got stood back up to the feet, but. Great fight from both the girls. Felice Herrick's striking looked good as always. Um, her dirty boxing in the clinch looked yes. amazing. What do you think, George? I agree. I mean, I was kind of curious. They fight the winner, or she fights the winner of JoJo and Rose? Yes. Oh. Randa goes forward, and on the same bracket, or the same side of the bracket Sorry, is... Sorry, uh, Randa, but you're done. Oh. There's no way she's going to beat any, uh, JoJo or Rose. And, and then next week we have uh, Ashling Daly and uh-huh. Jessica, Jessica Penne. Ooh. I think after that, I'm not quite sure if it goes back and forth. 
Uh, but at some point, we'll see Carlo I will, I will, and I will say this, going back to earlier to some of the drama, uh, when they showed JoJo, again, soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I saw, like, a video thing with her. Like, uh, I just kind of YouTubed her one night because I was lonely. I bet you did. But, um, yeah, they, they just kind of showed her training went on. And she just said, she's like, oh, you know, oh, you don't need to be loud to be heard. I mean, that's just kind of her mentality as far as just in everything in general. She's not a yeller. She's not going to name call you. Just kind of saying, even going back to the last episode where um, everybody was booing. And, of course, JoJo uh, called. I was like, why is everybody booing? That's disrespectful. For, we're professionals, you know? Right. This, even today, she's like, I don't get why they're ganging up on her. Like, right. come on. Like, who, who do you... Th- Unfortunately, what, what kind of characters does that show that, from you guys? You know? Yeah. Unfortunately, though, it has its place. In the sport, for better or for worse. And it's ironic because this is coming from two guys that are longtime, lifetime pro pro wrestling heads. You know? uh, trash talking is one thing, but the whole ganging up on thing, that, that's a little bit. There's no big difference between trash talk and bullying. I mean, I can sit here if I'm fighting, you know. Yeah, one, even one dating one back versus, to, yeah. uh, versus a gang versus one. Because even dating back to, was it last week or the, the week before when uh, Angela Magana and Heather Joe Clark? And it was kind of like when somebody says, and, or what, was it Angela or the other one? Oh, Beck Rawlings' defense was like, what do you think about the bullying? Well, it, it, it's it's like somebody saying, well, why don't you pick it on somebody your own size? Well, she is. So is that still <laughs> bullying? You know what I mean? That was her defense. I don't really see that's bullying. Um, and now that you kind of see what happened on this episode, it's kind of like, oh, maybe she was right. You know, it's one thing to gang up on someone, but it's another thing to not gang up on someone. So it's like... There's an argument for that, but in every fight is a fight. It's dirty, it's low down, and there aren't rules to it. Yeah, I mean, when Felice was saying, like, oh, I'm going to break your face, I'm going to make you tap out, like, that's one thing. Like, that's okay. Right. That's cool. You know, I'm not, that's that's fighting. I'm I'm game with that. That's That's fighting, fighting, you know? I mean, look at Ronda Rousey, who wants to kill Cyborg, apparently. It was the (laughs) petty, like, I'm gonna make a patty cake. Joke yeah, the patty cake. When the patty cake over, like that did it. I'm like, and oh the, come no, on. The worst. It made me like get a little teary eyed. Actually, I'm just a sucker for this stuff. But they're in the van, and Randa Marcos is sitting in the back seat by herself, and then uh, Felice and Carla are sitting in the seat in front of her. That was when they come back from commercial, right? Yeah, and, and they're and they're going. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And they're just, they're going on and on. And it went on for like ten minutes. I mean, I don't know how long it went on in real life, but it went on for so long, and it's like. That poor girl's in the van by herself. No one's sticking up for her, mm-hmm. which, guys, if you think something wrong is going on, say something. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're all fighters. You're all strong, independent women. Uh, who, I don't know whoever was in the back of that van. But again, it, it, it did kind of ha- seem like that cool kid mentality. Oh, I don't want to talk smack to the cool kids, you know? It's like, it it kind of made it, it even like. worse. Well, you know? I'm sure in that scenario, you don't want to get let your emotions get away with, run away from you. Right. And especially Randa, who is trying to keep... Uh, keep a, a focused, yeah, yeah, you know, targeted uh, eye line on, you know, eyes on the prize, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I It doesn't surprise agree. me that you just kind of tune out all this crap. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I will say that it does, you know, this, this cattiness that we saw mm-hmm. serve, there's good and bad to it. Well, that's, yeah, that's what and I'm saying. that's I'm the so... problem. The good is that now there's something for us to talk about and we're <laughs> spending, you know, God knows how much time on it. And we're going to continue to do so because... That was the episode. I'm kind of curious how much of that anger that Rhonda had actually played a factor in her game, or if it did. Randa, you mean? Uh, Randa, or if it just did not affect her at all. See, I'm kind of curious. Sure, I think no matter what she they has say, laser 
vision on you the prize. You think it didn't affect her at all? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Motivated. I though. just think she's so freaking motivated. I think she's so determined. That gave her a little edge, mm-hmm. but it didn't deter her. It didn't make it. It didn't make her dramatic. It didn't yeah, make her it, emotional. It just gave her a little edge. It mm-hmm. fuels the fire. A little bit. Right? Not too much, though. She didn't seem mm. like, like uh, I've seen fights where people are angry when they go into them. Yeah. And the first thing they do is brawl. Like, I want to hit you. So they just go in there and they force the hit. When it's like, dude, it's still a fight. You still got to respect their skill. You know, Randa didn't do that. She went in there. You got to think with Felice, the bubblegum thing, with the name calling, you got to think how maybe she'd be a lot better if she didn't do that. Maybe she'd be, if she had that laser, maybe that's what Felice Herrig is missing, that laser focus that other people have. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go with the theory that you can't have it all, I mean, some girls have the personality and and the sellability, and then Mm -hmm. some girls have the the heart and the drive and then other girls have the athleticism and the skill but the, you know, I mean, the rare that have both I mean that's that's, that's someone special it's killer yeah, yeah absolutely and that's why she's the champ um but this R-R. is what I was gonna say I'm torn I'm torn in between because I love the I love seeing women's MMA on this platform mm-hmm. and I all I want is for these women every week to make you know a, a great example of what we do and how hard we work mm-hmm. um and how far we've come. And I get that there needs to be drama to do that. And I get that we need, we also need to have fun. And, and you know, it's a show at the end mm-hmm. of the day. It's, it's publicity and you gotta make a name for yourself and you gotta sell yourself. So I'm torn. Part of me says, good job. You guys are doing what you're supposed to be doing on the show. And then the other part of me says, oh, it makes us look bad. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm, I'm torn. Although I think that probably it, it doesn't make, make women's MMA look good, you right. know, in this but what, life. But what do but I that s- said, <laughs> it's one episode, you know? Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm gonna go back and say that I, I wouldn't put it past that, especially Felice is smart enough to know what to do when the cameras are on her. Absolutely. Um, you know, and perhaps to an extent Carla as well. Um, if nothing else, most likely taking notes from Felice. Um, knowing that when the cameras are on and there's, uh, there's a role that you have to play, mm-hmm. whatever scene it is, and it's not like you have to, there's a storyline or a continuity that you have to keep on with, you mm-hmm. know, um, you amplify it a little bit. To to get yourself over to become memorable with the people that are tuning in and watching this thing, and I right. wouldn't put it past, I wouldn't put it past uh, past those two or many other girls there that a lot of it was amplified. You know? uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm not judging them for doing so. I'm yeah. very torn on what it should be. Uh, you know, I'm not the judge of that, but I get it. I get it. You know, yeah. you go on the show and it's a boring season and then people like us sit here every week and say, oh, it's boring. Where's the drama? And then we get the drama and we're like, what are you doing? You're making a bad <laughs> name for women's MMA. I mean, we just, they can't win. They yeah. can't win in people's eyes like ours. So I, I don't hate it. I, I get it. Do you I, think that it, this will have that much of an effect on women's MMA, uh, people taking it seriously? Well, it depends. I mean, you have a lot of guys, uh, I shouldn't say just guys, but you have a lot of people out there that see stuff like this and they're like, oh my God, these stupid, you know. Yeah, girls, this is what chicks do. This is what girls do. Yeah. This is women fighting. But then there's people that are smart and actually look at the fighting and look at the fights and the training and the hard work they're putting in. And the girls like Randa Marcos, you know, who stays motivated all along and, you know, all the girls Mm -hmm. and say, okay, these girls are good fighters. Yeah, they might have a little drama, but they're still good fighters. They could also say I could also say that about Chris Lieben season, you know, the first season of uh, The Ultimate Fighter and say Mm -hmm. these guys.
guys are idiots. They're right. getting wasted the night before their UFC fight where, yeah. you know, they're competing for a UFC contract to change their lives. And this yeah. one's crying about feeding his mom. And this one's crying about feeding his kids. Yet they're drinking the night before their fight. Yeah. So I could say the same thing about other seasons with all males. So. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of, I think it goes both ways because the fact that it's labeled as a reality show. So it's either, oh, these girls are bitches or these girls are fake because the camera's Or boring. Off. You know or they're I mean? boring. Yeah. You know, so it does kind of go both ways, unfortunately. And that's just with everything. With, yeah, with it's it a double-edged sword. You know? It's like, sword. oh, well, is it, are they bitches or are they fake? Are they bitches or are they fake? Or is because the camera's there? It's like, oh, well, just because it's that reality show, I don't think it's going to hurt women's MMA. Um, I don't think so I don't, I don't think I mean, so because it's just one season. There's I mean, been fight girls. You know, the, you ever watch through fight girls? Because to be honest with you. Same thing. Because <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's the fact that I'm losing my memory, but I don't remember much from the Rousey Tate season, you know? I mean, if I really think about it, yeah. if I really think about it. <laughs> there was some stupid drama. Yeah, there. but it's like it doesn't stick out to me. Right. It doesn't like, oh, my God. Well, remember that one episode of the Rousey Tate season? It's like, yeah. uh, in, but in, it in, did, in about six months, it's just going to be one episode, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree, but it did kind of form the public opinion of not necessarily the people on the show, but Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate. It did in my mind. I right. mean, because now I remember, oh, Misha Tate drew mustaches on the Ronda Rousey pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of retarded. And then I remember, you know, Ronda doing things, too. And it was just like... Okay, it gave me a little picture of who those two were a little mm-hmm. closely, uh, you know, a little closer than I would normally see, you know, in their fights or whatever. Because, mm. uh, like you said, and nothing against her, but Rhonda kind of came across as came across as a kind of a bitch. <laughs> She's not, but but she should take kind of came across a little immature. Yeah, like really immature. Yeah, drawing mustaches on faces. Yeah. And making her look like Edmund, her coach. Yeah. It's it's all a mixed bag. Yeah. We see it with men. We see it with women. At the end of the day, girls, you're performing physically, and that's all that matters to me. I hope that's all that matters to a lot of the fans watching the show. And that's what I think stuck about Randa, that she was, you know what, this is just about me. Yeah. Yes, yes, we're part of a team, but you know what? It's a, it's a sport. It's an individual com- competition. Right. At the end of the day, you're, you're not going to have a co-champion. Right. You know, it's one champion you know, that's going to be brand new in the UFC. So you're going to stick out. You're going to be the first ever, was it Strawweight? Yes. Strawweight yeah. women's champion. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I go with Randa. It's like, dude, let her let her do her thing. If she wants to train with people, let her train with people. Let it's about a- her, not anyone else. It's about her. Let me ask you guys this. So I, I brought it up a couple episodes ago that uh, Carla Esparza and Felice Herrig were such good friends. Mm-hmm. And it really hit me this episode because... Carlos Barza used the word best friend. My best friend, Felice Herrig. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I talked about it before. If they had to fight each other, you know, it's probably going to happen one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Carlos Barza is working her way to the top. She might be the champ. Who knows? Um, if not, she's definitely a top 10 competitor. Felice Herrig's ranked number six. I saw some rankings the other day on, like, Sherdog and all that stuff. I think she was, like, ranked number five in the strawweight division. Yeah. She's ranked high. So, if... Dana White or, you know, Sean Shelby says one day, Felice and Carla, will you guys fight? Do you think they will say yes? Nope. Nope. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I, all right, thank you. That, that's what I'm saying, guys. And I don't condone that either. Yeah, I you know you don't. Fight. You're, you're a matchmaker yourself. What do you think of that? <sighs> you know, you can avoid it for as long as you need to. As, as long a matchmaker, as you do you want to avoid it though? Or do you see it as a um, cool, fun matchup that'll depends. sell tickets? Mix, yeah, it, it certainly depends on the two people. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have any problem with it, and I try to put myself in in shoes like this. Uh, my, my partner Turi with the U of MMA is a far higher level jujitsu guy than I am. Would I have any problem going into a submission only match with him? No, let's go for it. Not a problem <clears throat> because. 
and and he's you know he's my friend he's a partner that I've been working with since oh seven right um very likely he's gonna tap the shit out of me you right, know right, right. that's okay because it is simply a match and if we're getting paid for it shoot all the better <laughs> let me give him some good competition hopefully knock on wood and you know and and see what we can do with this match like but, said, yeah you know but that's then again maybe that's an anomaly because it's not my career. Um, this is the girl's career. But I, I think that one match is not that big of a deal. I also think that there's never going to be a scenario where this has to happen. Like so if it doesn't have to happen, it's not going to happen. Now, yeah. if the, each keep winning, that's one thing. I don't think if it comes happen. down to, yeah, if it comes down to a champion and a number one contender, yeah, yeah, they'll do it. I mean, we have the same conversation with, about uh, TJ GS- Dillashaw and Uriah. Yeah. Right. Or GSP They'll do and it. McDonald. Tyro, yeah. Tyrone Woodley and uh, Hector Lombard. And Hector, yeah. Th- there is an amount, uh, a dollar sign that people will do this for. And that would be the case certainly for Felice and Carla. I think they get it, you know. Um, but that that mountain is very high up, you know. That's 30,000 feet. The air is very thin up there for those two girls to fight. And I don't think that we're ever going to get to that point. Can a matchmaker or a promoter force that? Well, he has uh, John Jones and, and um, Rashad. You know right. that that came to, to loggerheads. That finally happened. You know, but a title was at stake there. Um, so you think if it if it were to be proposed, it would be at a high level? It, it has to be. Yeah, like, right. coming out of the season, it's not going to happen. In a year from now, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, There's meaning so many, Sean Shelby's not going to want it or they're not going to say yes. Wanting it and saying yes is two different things. So, for example, right, right now, with Felice just getting – just lost, obviously she's not even considered in the top four or whatever. Even if um, mm-hmm. Carla loses, it's like there's no reason for it to happen. I got you. Yeah. So only if it's at stake for like a exactly. title shot or number one contender. If it's something that where Carla keeps winning – I'm sorry, let's assuming that or Carla if there's wins. only two women in the entire division. Yeah, assuming that, <laughs> let's say Carla wins and Felice keeps winning. Yeah, that's one thing, but if it doesn't need to happen, if if one of them's not the champion, I don't think it's gonna happen. Here's the right. thing too. I don't know that the fans are going to care to see that match as much as Carla and Felice don't want that to happen. You know, I think that those two girls are gonna not want it to happen more so than the fans could really care that much. Right. Whether it does or not. What's the appeal? What's the gimmick? The hook behind that match? They're friends? Yeah. They're friends, I, I don't yeah. think it's that big I mean, of a gimmick I mean, when was either. the last time two friends or training partners fought when it wasn't for the title? Like, there's no need for them to fight. You're making me think mm. too hard. Um, I like, you know, uh, guys, go back again. When you got Fight Pass or it's worth it to get Fight Pass to uh, to go back and, and watch Ultimate Fighter Season 4, the comeback season. Um, I believe in the semifinals, must have been the semifinals, Chris and Chris Lytle and Matt Serra's team blew through uh, the other team, Rich Clemente's team, and we're in the semis. Uh, it comes down to Chris Lytle fighting Dean Thomas, I want to say. Let's just say it was Dean Thomas. I could be wrong. Somebody please go ahead and correct me. Um, they're on the same team. And they, in fact, trained together for the match they're having against each other. It can be done. You know, this yeah. being a profession, we've in, career. We've even seen coaches versus some of their fighters. Oh, after the mm. season ends. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true. It happens yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. We've Matt Hamill that. and Rich. Tito Ortiz. Tito as well. Or, um, no, no, yeah. no, it was Tito Ortiz versus Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill also fought Rich Franklin, I think, as well, yeah. right? But I'm saying, like, the Tito Ortiz was Matt Hamill's oh, ultimate right, right, right. fighter yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was some connection. Maybe. Right, I'm, but I'm, I'm stopping like, that. It's yeah. happened multiple times, though. Yeah. yeah. It's happened with a bunch of different so, guys. So, you know, it's, 
the thing about not training with somebody that you're going to fight, uh, yeah, 99% of the time, conventionally, why would you? So bo- so don't bother. But um, in the Ultimate Fighter house, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an anomaly of a scenario, and um, anything. Yeah, who, who's to it's say? Specifically, yeah. a tournament. No matter what, it's a tournament. So I mean, no. sometimes you don't really have an option but to fight with somebody on your team or right. a teammate. Well, Randa Marcus was saying it best. She kept saying, "This isn't a team sport. I'm here for me and mm-hmm. only me, yeah. and that's how I'm going to train." And I just really admire. If I admired one thing, it was none of the cattiness or anything like that. But it was the fact that. Even though it was going to stir the stir the pot, and even though she probably didn't want to deal with the drama, which she clearly doesn't like confrontation, she got mm-hmm. in the van anyway. Because, and I honestly believe it was for one reason, and that's to get the training she needed to get before her fight. Mm-hmm. She got in the van and she went and did sprints and worked her ass off to have those two a days, and I admire that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were me and I had a fight coming up, I would want those two a days. You know what I mean? I don't want an hour and a half of grappling in the morning and then go home and sit in that house all day with no, yes. you know, cell phones or technology and think about the fight and the drama and what she said or he said. So I, I I would hope that I would have done the same thing in that scenario, and kudos to her. Can yeah. I say one thing, though? Yeah. I really, really, really want to play UFC trivia. Oh, <laughs> how fun was that? Yeah, we're. <laughs> I was going to suggest we go, go to that as well. A very strange coach's challenge this, yeah. uh, this season. Pettis was hurt. He yeah, Anthony yeah. Pettis with his knee, so they didn't want to do a physical coach's challenge. So mm-hmm. this season on The Ultimate Fighter, they did a mental one. And let me just tell you, we know who won that one. It was <laughs> Gilbert, Coach Gilbert Melendez versus Coach Anthony Pettis in a UFC trivia game. There was three categories, three rounds. Uh, it was UFC history, The Ultimate Fighter Ultimate history. Fighter history, and then a sudden victory. Although I think they were saying, right. who was the person that to become a champion without winning The Ultimate Fighter? I want to say that was TJ Dillashaw. Who's the champion that didn't? Yeah, that would make sense. I was I was somebody who won the ultimate or somebody who was champion on the Ultimate Fighter, but no, they no. didn't win the actual season. Wait, I want what? to say it was TJ UFC Dillashaw. champion that didn't win his season of, of ultimate the Ultimate Fighter. Fighter. You're right because Rashad Evans for TJ Dillashaw never did. So yeah. you're right because he lost to John Dotson in that in that season. You're I want right. To say it has I to be was racking my brain trying to figure that out. Good Guys, call. I think George just got that unanswered question. George, how Although, much did you have at, uh, uh, at risk? No, I did say Nothing. I did get the Anderson Silva. <laughs> that was so clever, though. <laughs> I did get the Anderson Silva question wrong. I guess like 12. Yeah, because I, I was eight. too quick. I was like, I knew that. I knew I, I could have figured out if you would have given me a minute, but I knew that I didn't have enough time before they actually show the right answer. I meant to look that up. You know what I said? <laughs> he said 14, guys. Yes. He yes. said 14. No, I would have guessed 12. Anderson Silva might be that damn good. I, no, no, no. I would have guessed high. 12. And 14 is a good guess, but that was like his winning streak. But you got to oh, forget what I thought. some yeah. of those were non-title. So he, won- he still fought with right. the title, right. but yeah, yeah, because yeah. he fought at light heavyweight, some of those fights uh, and were And non-title. the Travis Luter so, as well. That turned non-title. Yeah, exactly. Anthony Pettis and Gilbert Melendez both said nine for the last sudden victory question. But the cl- oh, the funny thing was is that Anthony Pettis bet all of his points. He, he went all had to. And, he had to. And yeah, because he was done by yeah, half. He did have to. You're right. And Gilbert Melendez bet none of his points. Because he could have won either way or tied at least. Well, I mean, nice uh, cameo by former AfterBuzz guest. Bruce Buffer. Yes, Bruce Buffer <laughs> was the game show host. I feel like Bruce was secretly living out a child fantasy on that episode. <laughs> to be Alex Trebek there? So yeah, to be Al- the Alex Quebec of uh, Quebec? the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> Alex Trebek of Quebec? Alex Quebec. Quebec. You said, oh, the Alex Quebec of the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> the, uh, okay, go replay it. I think George is wrong. Uh, I'm never wrong. <laughs> you're always wrong. He knocked it out of the park, though. 
He did. He <laughs> did. Bu- First buffer was Excuse so me. cool. I get it. We we should tweet him and tell him that we liked his. <laughs> and you are welcome back on the any of our UFC afterbus shows. Please come back. UFC Please. or the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> we need guests. Please. <laughs> Shout out, George. No, we have some cool ones coming. They're coming, guys. Yeah. Me and Jay are actually going on a road trip on uh, Friday to gather some guests. We can't tell you and where, Once again, though. knock on wood. Knock on his head. <laughs> so, we've got one of the semifinals down now. And what, um, can you tell us what's going to be next week? Tell us. Next week, we will have... Number five ranked, Ash the Bash, Ashling Daly against Jessica Penne. We talked about this earlier in the episode already. Number four ranked, Jessica Penne, yep. Versus no. number four ranked, Jessica Penne, But now, yes. before you guess who you think is going to win, it's time for... Okay, let's try again. <laughs> it's time now, for... You're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Predictions. With that said, who do you think is going to win, okay. Jay? Ash the Bash or Jessica Penny? I have a little bit of a soft spot for Ash the Bash. It's the accent, isn't it? It's not the accent. Um, I'll tell you a story in, in this short minute. I really don't know. I my conventional money says uh, Jessica Penny. Mm-hmm. I don't know why exactly. Uh, Ash. Well, Jessica, I, I think had a more dominant match than than Ash did. Um, but that said, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it, wah, it's a very wah, tough wah. call. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish I wish I had a little, little bit more. Uh, um, so you think it's gonna be a tie, and it's gonna go into the, the third round? No, no, I don't think so. I think Penne. I, I'm gonna give it to Penne in in two rounds. Okay. Possibly a third. What about you? <laughs> uh, okay, Jessica Penne, um, uh, Ashley Daly. I like Ash. I don't like her better. I'm not going to say that. Um, I I have a soft spot for Ash. Mm-hmm. I love that next week on next week's episode, Conor McGregor comes to visit her Isn't it and oh, give her a little pep cool. talk, and I think that's so cool. And yes, I'm on the Conor McGregor bandwagon, guys. You heard it. I like him. I don't think it's a bandwagon. I think it's a freight train going it's forward. It's a freight train, and I I love me some some freight train. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm a big fan. So I have a little soft spot for for the Irish, but at the same time, Jessica Penne in my opinion, deems to be one of the most dedicated and focused. She seems mm-hmm. very serious. Every single shot they've showed of Jessica Penne, she is stone cold Steve Austin. I mean, she mm-hmm. does not make... Without the beard. What? Without the beard. And with some hair. And with some hair. <laughs> um, but yes, you know, she just seems really serious. She seems very focused. And you're either you're either focused or you're not. Yeah. You know, there's, there's those people that are kidding and joking and laughing and playing, and then there's the ones that aren't. You know, it's just occurring to me, too, as you mentioned Connor on next week's episode uh-huh. as the guest star. Uh, what is that in terms of foreshadowing for uh, for the result of the match? Is mm. Connor's thing there – is Connor's presence there going to be the thing that drives her over the top and she wins because – well – not not because it'll make Connor look good. We're not. It's not a work. But right. Do they put Connor on there, um, and he looks good because she wins and gets past Jessica, or is this a setup for a swerve at the end? I don't know what the angle is. I think it. Uh, I don't know if it's that predictable, Jay. I think he's there, and if she wins, great. They get to celebrate together. If she loses, yeah. she has her Irishman to talk defeats with. I, I don't really know. <laughs> um, how it's going to go, but I think that him being there is going to light a freaking fire under her ass because sure, he has yeah. the UFC belt, the strawweight belt, and he's like, 
this could be yours. And <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and I just think it's going to be a really cute moment. Interesting. What's your prediction, George? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, I agree with what you said about Jessica Penne. When when they show her, she just looks like a killer. Like she's got that that very serious mean mugging look that no, that Rose and we talked about Rose having that killer yeah. thing. Yeah. I see the same in Jessica Penne. No, no, to very little emotion. Um, she doesn't, she's not one of those girls that kind of kids around with them was playing the patty cake, even though it kind of does like seem like she was with that little cool kids group. I, I don't see it. I think she's there with one focus, laser focus. Yep. I'm going to go Jessica Pane, knock out TKO, second round. Two minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Jessica Pane, Jessica Pane, you don't Jessica know. Pene. Oh, Jessica Pane. Okay. I'm leaning towards that. You're leaning towards that. Uh, okay, guys, let's wrap it up here. Jay, where can we find you on your social medias? Hasn't changed. J Tan seven one six. George, you can find me on Twitter on Instagram at G Hermosa. That's G H E R M O Z A. That's it. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, Darry B twenty eight on all social media. You can find me at my new Facebook page. Go and like it, Darry of the Jersey Devil Baronado. Uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Check us out on Sunday at six p.m. We'll be recapping the UFC that's going on this weekend. Don't miss us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. All right. All right. That was a fun show. It was a fun show, yeah.